What's going on, everyone? I'm Peter, and I'm here with Vincent from your favorite New York sports podcast, The Game Plan Pod. So in episode 20, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs, NBA preseason, um, a couple little segments, and yeah, let's get into it. Excited, let's go. No sleep till! That's three and one to Alonzo. He flies one to right field, back goes Brennan to the warning track at the wall, it's out of here! Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62. Flag. Beckham. Catch that. One-handed catch. How in the world? Oh, oh, my goodness. And Brandon. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied. So the MLB playoffs are... Getting hot right now as the Phillies have taken down the Atlanta Braves Braves for the second straight year in a row in the divisional round. And it's now on to the ALCS and the NLCS. So we got the division rivalry for the ALCS, Texas Rangers versus Houston Astros. And this, I think, is going to be a really good series. Both, like, tensions are very high, both very good teams. And I honestly think... Once again, Houston will get the better of Texas. Obviously, Texas has been undefeated throughout the whole postseason. They are five and zero, and yes, they screwed up my um, they messed up my bracket for the postseason with uh, beating the Orioles, who I had winning. But it doesn't matter. I think Houston will beat them in a close series, hundred percent. And now onto the NLCS. Everyone's everyone's down in the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. Everyone's down in them. They beat. They swept the Dodgers. They swept the Brewers. Nah, I'm not giving up. I have them beating the Phillies. And know what? I'm going hot take here. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be in the World Series. I want them to win That's it all. Crazy, the Diamondbacks. You know why? I want Tommy Familia to win that. Tommy Familia. Tom, Tommy Fam, bring home a ring, man. Tommy fucking Fam. He. I want that man to get his ring. He deserves it. Also, I just like the Zona team. They have a good lineup, young team, good young and old, but like good veterans, and but have that young um, core there too. Then they have a good starting rotation, in my opinion. Now it comes with the Phillies; they're red hot right now, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. But I think Arizona could beat them. I think it's going to be Houston and Arizona. I, I think that's what it is, but I wouldn't doubt on Texas or Philly being in there too. But in my opinion here, Texas is getting a big boost because apparently I think Scherzer is coming back. And, well, depending on how he pitches, if he doesn't choke like usual, um, I think that if they have Scherzer back, I think that Texas might win. But if they don't, I think Houston's going to win that because Texas was all – I mean, Houston was all over the rotation last time they faced, last time they faced Texas. They, like, beat up their whole rotation and I think sweep them. But I think Houston's coming in. They're going back to the World Series. I know if they they might win, but I don't. Th- I want Arizona. I want the Arizona Diamondbacks. I like this team. It's a good young team. They have a lot of energy, and they've been proving a lot of people wrong. They're, they're the underdog in the, in the last four. The last four of these teams are the biggest underdog. I always love a good underdog story. Yeah. Speaking of underdog story, the New York Giants. I'm just kidding. We suck. That's <laughs> yeah. for a different. Time. We're not. We're not winning. We're not winning. So talking about the New York Giants, 
Peter, why don't you read us their injury report right now? Daniel Jones out. McFadden questionable. Aziz out. Pert out. Wandell questionable. Schmitz out. Thomas out. <sighs> Waller questionable. Banks questionable. Saquon questionable. Brightwell questionable. Flott questionable. Lemieux questionable. McKeithen questionable. DJ Davidson questionable. Evan Neal questionable. Jamie Gillen questionable. Yeah, so sound about right. That's pretty much half the team almost, or mo- most likely the whole a lot of the starters. So basically the, the B team is playing. Like yeah, the B said. team, the practically aren't our practice squad is playing. Our practice squad is almost playing. But you never know. Tyrod Ty Taylor revenge game. Matt Breida, Hodgins, Brian Dable, all. All want a revenge against the Buffalo Bills. Bills so. We are not. We are not. It's 70. It's like 17. We have 17 former players and employees from the Bills. And who's number seventeen on the Bills? Josh Allen. Isn't that like it's a, uh, it's a little ironic? But but you know, at the end of the day, you know who made Josh Allen who he is today? Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Brian Dable knows him the best. You know who helped get jo- Josh Allen his weapons? Joe Shane. Joe Shane. He's the assistant GM there. Yep. So you never know. You never know what can happen. We but, know him inside and out. But we just don't have talent. Right? Well, we just don't have I any don't, talent. We, we might actually get destroyed on Sunday Night Football. It, it, it you know, we could get destroyed or we could pull off an upset. Do you see us pulling off an upset? Yes. Why do you see us pulling off an upset? Right. What's the biggest reason? Because I'm delusional. Well, yeah, we're New York, New York Giants fans. We try to keep ourselves I'm happy through the pain. I'm optimistic about every game. So, but Tyrod Taylor starting. Daniel Jones obviously out. Obviously gives his neck from the Dolphins game. In my opinion on that, it will be it's gonna be a tough game. The spread is fifteen and a half. Buffalo? Wow. Fifteen and a half. Yeah, so obviously it's not looking good for the Giants right now. Not at all. And this team this team's right now down in the dumps. Like it's it's not it's like not a bright spot right now. Maybe the way Deontay Banks has been playing a little bit, everyone's been saying. You got Banks and Kayvon who were like. Kayvon started. McFadden are only bright spots on the defense, even though McFadden's questionable. Yeah. And Kayvon Thibodeau, he has four sacks, which tied his rookie, rookie season, obviously. He played 14 or. He had like 14 games that he played because obviously he missed the first couple due to injury. But Kayvon, Th- Kayvon Thibodeau may be starting to turn it up a little bit. We, can't, we really need that. But like also, we just need. We just need something like turn this we season need some around. Energy. We need the energy back that we have from no last season. No fire. No passion. The fire, no fire. It's gone. Every and I say this. I feel like week one determines your season. Yeah. I know people are gonna say, "How's it?" I feel like when you win your first week, it lights a fire under the team to keep going. Like last year, the Giants won, pull off the upset against the Titans and won. And everyone went, and, and the fire was lit on that team, and they kept on pushing and pushing and pushing, and they pro- eventually made a play- playoff spot. And well, and now, and now I think like they need that fire to be ignited again, and it's just it's tough right now because there's nothing really going going their way. When they try to do something, they just get murdered by the Dolphins, Cowboys, Niners. Niners. It's just like sad. It's like sad. They have they have the bo- fans. We're booing them. We're booing them. Evan Neal is getting out of control. What Evan Neal said. What Evan Neal said. Play better. You didn't play good against. You didn't play good against the Dolphins. When's play the last better. time you had a good game? I don't know. 
his college career. The whole offensive line is terrible without Schmitz and Thomas. Schmitz and Thomas also obviously not playing like Peter Red. And this team just needs something to like turn like just ignite the fire. Even if like we don't make the playoffs, just end with a better record. There's no big plays. You gotta fire Kafka at the end of the season. Kafka's terrible. This he's, guy's terrible. He's a horrible head coach. He's not a good head coach. Offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, that's a head coach. My bad, not head coach. I mean offensive coordinator. He's not a he's not a good offensive coordinator. He little check down plays never work out for anyone. And you need to like, why did Joe Shane draft Jalen High so you can bench him on the sideline? Can you put him on the field and send him on a route? Because the Latin, in Arizona, when he had those two big game, big catches, it changed the game in the offense. It turned the offense on, honestly. And I just think, like, you need to put Jalen Hyatt out there because he's the explosive guy that I think we, he could be with his speed. And I think he has good hands. He need, You need to put him, if he's an explosive guy. You need to make him you, a threat. You need to make him a threat. You need to put him on the field. You need to play him. Stop playing Paris Campbell, who gets three-yard catches on third and 18, and then he stands up acting like he just got the first down, putting his hands in the air like he's a good receiver. Exactly. I need Jalen Hyatt on this field. I need him playing every snap of the ball at this point. Every snap. The the one thing that annoys me with Kafka is that when it finally worked and we found something going against the Cardinals with Jalen Hyatt, the first play to open up the half, we never did that since. Why are we doing these big plays? Like, we we probably have the least big plays in the league. I don't have that stat, but it's just aggravating that we have no fire, no passion, no, like, creativity. Zero creativity. All it is is three-yard call routes that never end up succeeding and that's why we need Saquon Barkley because he's that, that X factor in our offense that every offense needs and craves he's so electric and he he's awesome he brings that fire and energy that we need and we don't have it from Ex- anyone right now Ex- all I- of our receivers aren't don't have the fire at all Shepard's getting old Waller looks a little bit slow Daniel Jones just looks banged up and Matt Breida is actually not decent, but he's not Saquon. And I agree. I agree with that. Saquon is the X, X factor there. And I'm being I'm being honest here. Like when you had Saquon, it opened up the other plays for the, like the Jalen Hyatt throw. Saquon, like having Saquon, if you establish the run, it opens up those big plays to throw down the field. It opens it up, and it opens it all up without establishing the run with Saquon, like no one running the ball and not even Daniel Jones not establishing it. It doesn't open up those plays and it leads to either interceptions, turnover, fumble turnovers, and then or just incompletions or just three-yard gains by like a little check down by Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor, whoever's throwing the ball. They need to... They need Saquon back. He was that X factor in that offense. You need him back in that offense. Without Saquon, I think that offense can't run. As a player in the NFL, when you lose that confidence after just being beaten down at game after game, it, it becomes hard to like have that confidence and fire and passion that I just keep talking about. You know, with Waller, he looked so confident, and now he just looks slow, dropping very crucial balls. I'm not saying like he had a terrible game, but he dropped the important balls. He dropped the important balls that led eventually led to touchdowns. That's what really aggravates me. That's what they just don't have any confidence. That's exactly. what I think. I 100% agree with that. But 
if you look at one team, I know like we the one team, the other New York team, the New York Jets. It's looking like they're starting to figure things out, even with Aaron Rodgers being there. Because Zach Wilson doesn't look that bad. Brees Hall looking like he's starting to get back to himself. And if you see what they're doing, they have they they have a good offense running. They're they have a good offense running. They know how to use the play action. They know how to open up the big throws down the field, especially when you establish the run. It makes them think twice, like who's going to be what, what play they're going. If you establish the run, they don't know. And then it opens up those big plays with like Lazard or Garrett Wilson there, and it gives them, it gives them just great great advantage to start the offense up and they score points, and they're it just looking like Zach Wilson starting to learn from his mistakes from when he from the past couple years he's been in the league, and we the Giants need to do that they need to learn from their mistakes. The Jets are looking like they're starting to learn from their mistakes and get better. The Giants need to do the same thing and start to learn. Learn from their mistakes and just keep and just keep digging at it because they. I know I know this team can somehow turn it around. I know this team can. I trust Brian Dable. I trust Joe Shane. It all, but it all depends on how this team performs on the field. You know, Lions started one and seven. Steelers started badly, but do you know what turned them around? Their head coach. Head coach, Mike Tomlin. One Dan of the best Campbell. coaches of all time. And Dan, Campbell. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell brings that fire to the Lions. He brings that fire and passion. And that's what a team needs to get them pumped up for a game. You don't just go look at the schedule and like, oh, we're not winning this game. Oh, we, we have no chance. You, don't, you can't do that. You got to have some hope for the future. You got to have that. You gotta have the confidence that you can win. If you are able, to, if you have the confidence, just play to your best ability and win. They need to have. They need to learn from the mistakes. Play their best football. Stop all this. Stop all these. Stop what you're doing right now on TV. I like. I don't even know what I'm watching. I'm not even watching football when I watch you guys. Right now, the defense is doing right now, doing all it can to try and keep them off the field. But you keep putting them back on the field every time you go four and out and punt and punt and punt. You need. They need to get this right. I'm being honest. If Brian Dable wants to fix this, call the plays. Give a big speech to your team after every game, before before halftime, and after every game. Make sure you know. They make sure you you have to talk to them. You got to make sure they're motivated, confident enough. Even if you guys lose, you got to keep them up and say we're going to be working at it again. This doesn't one game does not define your season. One game doesn't define the next game. You need to keep at it, and you just gotta keep. You just gotta keep the hope, that, not the hope, the confidence that you guys can play good football. I have the confidence they can fi- somehow turn this around. They need to figure it out soon, sooner rather than later. Like Peter said, Lions started one and seven last year. They ended nine and eight. Same with the Steelers. They started like two and seven, and they ended nine and eight. You can you can't ever give up. Can't give up hope yet. Here's offensive coordinator Mike Kafka on his offensive line performance so far in the season. It's, it's really never, you know, one person or one group. It's an 11-man operation. All the guys got to be working um, at, the same, at the same level of um, execution, and we all got to operate and execute better. I honestly low-key agree with him on that point. Yeah, I mean, not really, but he's just not trying to put the blame on one group, like obviously the offensive line, but everyone has to take responsibility. You know, the receiver's not always open. Dalen Jones doesn't always make the right decisions, but it is mainly the offensive line, obviously. It's like a historic 
It's like historic. It's historically bad. It's, it's historically a, bad. And and you, it ha, it's not always on one person. It's all fall around the field. Everyone needs to contribute for this offense to work and play and play better. They all need to play better. Simple as that. There's nothing else they need to do. You all need to you need to all play better. It's not one person. It's not two. It's everyone. Everyone needs to play better. The one person we can honestly single out. My Saquon Barkley. We're singing out Saquon Barkley. The only he's been hurt for the past couple games, but with the he's been the one that's been grinding and trying to do as much as he can. Everyone else got to step up and play football. You got to play New York Giants football. You got to you can't blame one another. You're a team. Work together. Figure it out and play football. You know why I don't mainly blame it on the offensive line because this Giants fans are acting like this hasn't been. An issue for the past seven years. So these are the Giants pass block win rates since 2017. Ready? 2017, 31st. 2018, 30th. 2019, 12th. Okay. That's their first good year. After that, but they went 4 and 12 that year, so it doesn't count. 2020, last. 2021, 28th. 2022, 29th. 2023, 28th. So this is not a new problem. But the Giants don't know how to fix it. That's the problem. It's been a problem for years, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they just never can draft a good lineman right now. Like the one of the bright spots, one of the bright one has been John Michael Smith and Andrew Thomas. But they need something to fix that offensive line. They need if that offensive line gets. They just fixed, need to work around it. Like they haven't solved the problem to like how to play around it yet. Even though this is only um, Dable's second year. They need to figure out something to like get it going because this offensive line is not getting much better soon for this season. I'm telling you, it's not getting much better soon. So you better start playing. You better start game planning better because this sounds like a game planning issue. This has been a reoccurring problem for the past seven years, and we haven't been good for the past seven years, with an exception of two seasons, maybe. So that just aggravates me so much. And they, they need it's not something you can't always blame the line. You need to work around it. Even when there's off, you have a bad offensive line, there's still people that can win games, like even with a bad O-line. There's a lot of, a lot of them that yeah. can do that. And I'm just saying this now. They, need, they just need to fix this entire offense. They need to, I think they need to rewrite these plays and think of new plays. You got, can't do these checkdowns. You have to go for the plays where you can show off Daniel Jones' arm. Because I can say he has a good arm. If you let him show off his arm, he will play. I think he will play good football. He just needs the time to throw, though, too. He all, he doesn't have the time to throw, but the pass, this offensive line isn't the only thing that's the problem. It's a whole offense. The whole offense needs to contribute to the success of this team. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Well, just like we, first of all, we don't draft. We don't draft well. Besides, obviously, you said Thomas and Schmitz, and our wide receivers aren't helping us much, and the play calling is not helping us much, and the injuries aren't helping. So it's a big melting pot of just suckiness. It's just the pot of just failure right now. It's just like it's there's nothing going right in their way at all. Like nothing going their way. Anything they do. It, even even when the, they played the Dolphins, they had three turnovers. One of them was a 102-yard pick six. How do you, the other two? 
how, when you're in good field position, how do you not score a touchdown? Your job is to score. And you keep coming out saying, like, we trust in this offense. You trust it. Obviously, something in this offense is wrong. You got to shake it up. You got to shake it up and change the game plan and surprise and take opponent, the other opponent by surprise. You need to change. You need to change something. You need to make a change now. And I think that change might need to be Mike Kafka getting fired. He is one of the, I think he's one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league right now. He needs. He doesn't like calling the big plays. And honestly, at this point, I think Brian Dable should take over the play calling. And I think this is what the team needs. They need to make a big change that will help save their season if it's not too late already. Yeah. So just to like. I know it's a problem. It's it, the offensive line is a reoccurring problem in, in the NFL. I mean, Jones is just a victim of just horrible, horrible offensive line play. I mean, if you look at it, he's not even the most sack QB in the NFL. It's Sam Howell. Sam Howell's the most sack QB really? in the NFL, but he's only behind by one. Can you guess how many times he's been sacked, Jones? Eighteen times. Close. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight times. That's just crazy. So you're telling me Sam Howell's been sacked 29 times? 29. And the drop-off after that, Fields is 20. That's how far of a gap there that's, is. It's eight sacks in between. Eight sacks in between Jones and Fields right now. That's how you know this is a big problem in the offense, but also the whole offense needs to contribute to this team. The whole offense needs to contribute. Exactly. Yeah, it just It's a struggle. All right, welcome to a new segment we like to call Locks and Losers. In this segment, me and Vincent will each have one lock for the week and one upset for the week. So, Vincent, take it away. Who's your first lock? My first lock is the Dolphins being the Panthers. Without a doubt, the Dolphins are going to win this. I, there's, if they lose, this is going to be really bad. It's be a landslide. I, they need to win this. This is my lock, Dolphins over Panthers. That's going to be a, a murdery. Is murdery a word? Oh, oops. All right, my lock of the week is Philly um, beating the Jets. I just – Zach Wilson is going to get eaten up by that defense. And I like to mention something about the Jets have never beaten the Eagles in their entire franchise. Really? History. Never. They're 0-12 against them. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, but I have Philly. I mean – it might be close because the Jets' defense, but the Jets' offense is scoring a maximum of four points. I don't know how they're going to get four points. No, but I, think, I think they're going to get more than that. Yeah, probably like a 13. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. All right, who's your upset? My upset of the week is I have the Seahawks beating the Bengals. I just think that the Seahawks look pretty good. They have a good defense. And I think that the Bengals have – if Joe Burrow plays good – they have an explosive offense, but I don't think they have a good defense. So I have the Seahawks over the Bengals as my upset of the week. I mean, it's 50-50. If the Bengals are playing like they played over the Cardinals, then I feel like the Bengals win. But if the Bengals play like when they play the Titans, Seahawks win. But the Seahawks could play like absolute dog shit and still win like they did over the Giants. So we're not going to talk about yeah. that. So who is your upset of the week? My upset, I don't know how they're not favored, but I have the Chargers over Dallas. Dallas are 2.5 point favorites. I think Herbert's going to tear up that defense without Trayvon Diggs. I think even though Brandon Staley's not a great coach, Eckler's coming back. Yep, Eckler is back. 
And yeah, I just, I don't like Dallas. No one likes Dallas. So now on to the NBA. The preseason has started. So Peter, what are your opinion on the NBA starting right now? One team that I've watched a lot for no particular reason was the OKC Thunder. Man, this team excites me. This team is going to be good for the next 15 years, guaranteed. Shea Gildress, even though he only played one game, he looked phenomenal in the first five minutes. Josh Giddy looks like Prime Magic Johnson. I'm not exaggerating at all. Jalen Williams, J-Dub, has gained so much strength and body weight, like, like strength, not fat. He's just gotten so much stronger, and he looks like, he looks like, Kawhi, he looks like Kawhi. He feels strong, so much dunk, so much energy in this team. And one, another person, another player that stands out like a sore thumb, Chet Holmgren. This guy's winning rookie of the year. I don't care what you say. He's so good. I mean, if you just watch him, he's he's everywhere. He's getting all the rebounds, he's getting all the blocks. He, he's getting all the putback dunks. He could shoot the three. He could shoot the mid range. He could do anything he want. I mean, this guy is just phenomenal. This team is phenomenal. You know, you got the rookie, Kaysen Wallace, who's playing amazing. You got so much depth. You just so much depth. You got lethal shooters all around, like Isaiah Joe. Man, I can't wait for this team. I really can't. Can't wait for the Knicks either. And the Knicks, Knicks have a pretty good team, too, going into the season. I like their team still again, and... I think the Knicks can make some noise in the in the regular season and hopefully the postseason if they make it. And maybe this is going to be a good turnaround. OKC and New York having some su- successful seasons. And maybe see some... Both teams are guaranteed to make the playoffs. Mark my words. So that's your take? You, hot take it's not out. a take. It's a fact. It's both a fact. teams are making the playoffs no. at least. They're both making it. All at right. At least. I have the Knicks making OKC it. OKC will be borderline 4-3 seed. Obviously, got the really? Nuggets and the Suns. 4 3 seed? 4 3, 5 4 3. Knicks will be top 5. Then they could be. Actually, it's both. Same for both. 3 three to 5 is their range, in my opinion. Okay. I, as long as everyone's healthy. I can agree with that. As lo- as you said, as long as everyone stays healthy, Man, this team these teams have a good shot of making the playoffs. And now, this is Jalen J. Dub Williams on how. The team is excited to get their first reps in. Everybody was antsy to finally play somebody that's not us. Um, But I think we kind of settled in. I think everybody's just really excited to play, uh, especially because we have a young group. And like I said, everybody's kind of tired of, you know, going against each other the whole time. But um, I think it's just going to come with setting them down. So I think the preseason is good for us to, you know, figure it out. We have a lot of guys playing their first game. And, you know, even me, this is my second year or so. We just have a lot of guys that are in new situations. And, uh, yeah, I think the preseason kind of served us well. Man, this team's going to be exciting. I'll, uh, like like you said, team's young. They're not in a rush to be good or to be finals contender or anything because they have so many picks and so much youth and so much talent. But how can you not be excited to watch this team just be amazing? I mean... They're all growing their chemistry with each other, and they're all growing up with each other, basically, in the NBA. Like, it's just going to be phenomenal. That concludes our 20th episode of the Game Plan Pod. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Game Plan Pod. I'm Vincent. I'm Peter. Have a good rest of your day.